269. Okay. So what we've been discussing is the continuation of this analogy where we talk about the direction that the master of the kingdom has on the subjects of the kingdom. What we said is really a reference to the human who has all of, complete control of all of his faculties and is able to direct it in the proper fashion. After this preparation, his decision-making faculty directs all of his attending limbs to perform a zeal, zeal, diligence, and joy. They thus cause him to stand at the proper time without sloth, to bow down when commanded, and to sit at the proper time. His eyes then gaze as the servant gazes at his master. His hands become idle, even when they are not clasping each other. His legs are straightened for standing, and all his other limbs stand at attention in fear and awe, awaiting the bidding of their commander without worrying about any fatigue or loss that may befall them. And so I see on the bottom, they, they point this out, very important point. Uh, the, the halacha says that you're not supposed to be holding your hands, definitely not, not like this, because that is how the galachim, that's how the priests would hold their hands. You don't hold your hands like this, certainly not when you're praying. But even, even just to hold your hands together, you don't do that when you're praying. Your hands should be held at your side, like a, like a servant at, at attention, right? But the, they point out on the bottom that the Rambam actually does bring this idea of holding your hands together when you're, when you're davening. We're talking specifically about during Shemona Esrei. But, uh, but what about if we hold the sidur in our hands so we can't really... For sure, no, for sure, that's great. Put them together. <laughs> that's also true, yeah, yeah. The saintly person's tongue is in accord with his thoughts. He does not say more than he is thinking. You know, even more than that, we should say, right? You know, the, the, the famous line is not everything that someone is thinking should they say and not everything that someone is thinking should be repeated and not everything that is repeated should be written down, right? You know, so there should be very, very little that's actually written down and not everything that you're thinking needs to be said. He does not recite his prayers by rote, unthinkingly like a, a minor or a parrot. Rather, each word is accompanied by the proper thought and intent. This segment of time which he devotes to prayer is to him the most excellent and choicest of times. He views all other moments of his life as pathways leading to this moment. He anticipates this moment's arrival, for during it he resembles spiritual beings and is divested of the physical. The cream of his day and night are thus the three times of prayer, and the cream of his week is the Sabbath, for it has been established as a time for attaching oneself to the divinity. And, has already been, and as already explained, he carries out his divine service with joy, such as his service on the Sabbath, not with lowliness. Right? There should be a sense of joy and almost not, not quite euphoria, but there should be a sense of happiness and a sense of joy. Say mitzvah gedola tamid, right? It is a great mitzvah to be constantly joyful. And it says in the Torah, the reason why we get exiled from the land of Israel is tachas because, or for the because we did not serve Hashem with simcha and with tublevah, with simcha and with joy in our heart, with joy and with uh, goodness in our hearts. But if we were to serve Hashem with joy and goodness in our hearts, then indeed we would continue to serve Hashem properly. So for those who think, well, I have to be very solemn, I'm doing a mitzvah now, that's not really the right attitude. This order of prayer nurtures his soul as food nourishes the body. He prays to sustain his soul just as he eats to sustain his body. The spiritual blessing that he gleans from prayer stays with him until the next prayer service. Just as the sustenance from one's daytime meal lingers until he eats at night, the longer his soul goes without prayer, the more it is darkened by the influences of worldly affairs. This can be even worse if he needs to be in the company of young men, women, and evil people. I guess they're putting young men and women as together with evil people. I'm kidding. He's, not, he's saying that young men and women who are evil people. 
and where he has to hear things that will cast a heavy shadow over his bright soul and where he will be subjected to coarse matters and songs that turn away the soul. These disable him from ruling over his soul. This is a very important point. What we believe is that music is a very, very powerful tool. And it's a very powerful tool that like any tool can be used properly and also can be used, unfortunately, improperly. So music can be incredibly beneficial in terms of helping us serve Hashem. As we find in the daily service in the temple, we had the Levium singing songs, right? The Levites would sing songs and those songs would be very helpful in terms of enabling us to connect to Hashem on a higher level. In addition, we find that when certain people were trying to access a level of prophecy, they needed to hear some music being played and that helped them access this level of prophecy. But music can also have the ability to bring you down and bring you into places where you don't want to be. During prayer, however, he is able to purify his soul from all prior impurities and can ch chasten it for the future, right? So prayer has the ability to both cleanse and also to build your defenses against future imperfections. As long as a full week does not go by, he can successfully utilize prayer alone to rectify his soul. And he can use the physical exercise of his daily work to chasten his body. However, over the course of a full week, certain excessive and darkening physical forces accumulate. And one cannot purify and cleanse himself from them unless a special day of divine service coupled with physical rest is established. Only through the Sabbath can the body make up what it lacked during the six other days of the week and is thereby rectified for the future. This also gives the soul a chance to identify what it was lacking when the body was distracted by work. The Sabbath then is a day when the soul is healed from its previous illness and fortifies itself to ward off future illness. This is similar to what Eov did for his sons each week when he said, perhaps my sons have sinned. In other words, if, if you are sinning on a regular basis, not good at all, but you still have the opportunity to change your ways and to change the path that you're on and to rectify and purify the previous sins, previous transgressions by doing something on a weekly basis. So prayer can get rid of a lot, but even prayer cannot fully cleanse, cannot fully purify. The Sabbath is absolutely essential. And it's important to recognize also the Arachayim HaKadosh, right? Chaim Ibn Atar explains that if there would be one Sabbath in which there is nobody in the entire world who is properly keeping it, the world would cease to exist. So when we talk about Shabbos having this tremendous power of rectification, purification, that power is also going to be created or um, uh, induced in the world as long as some individuals are keeping the Sabbath. But for when, when we keep the Sabbath properly, I cannot even describe the, the feelings. We've discussed this in the past, you know, what, what exactly Shabbos is. This is just a time when you can't do other things and just say Kiddush and, and, and Havdalah, right? Is that the only thing that we do differently on Shabbos? But no, it's not true. The Shabbos is a, is a really, it's a, it's a cleansing time. It is a purification time. It is our coming up for ear, right? From, from this crazy world, we come up for ear and we're drowning underwater. And then all of a sudden on Shabbos, we get a brief glimpse of a completely different world and a completely different view that gives us the strength and the fortitude to continue on the rest of the week. In addition to the Sabbath, a saintly person also requires a monthly curative measure of observing the new moon, Rosh Chodesh, which is a time of atonement for all their offspring. The word offspring refers to those events which were the result of the prior month and to all the new events that cropped up from day to day therein, as it says, for you do not know to what the new day will give birth. Right? So the new day, once again, it's about renewal, right? 
So all of these ideas are ideas about different time periods in the year. You have a moment to step back, take stock, and figure out where you are, where you need to be, where you've fallen short, and how you're going to change. And anytime that there's a new period in life, that's always something that we all, we all recognize. Something is changing. We're back again to Pesach, right? We were at Pesach last year. Well, what do we do when Pesach begins? We say, right? We say, you know, blessed are you, Hashem, who has kept me alive, right? And brought us to this time period, essentially, right? So what we're saying is with deep, deep recognition that as we go through life, we have these sort of design, uh, you know, days when we can really recharge on a very deep level. He also requires the purification of the three pilgrimage festivals. He also requires the revered fast day, the day of atonement, through which he is cleansed of any prior sin and attains that which he lacked during his days, weeks, and months of servitude. He is then cleansed of all confusing and distracting thoughts, anger, and lusts. He thus achieves complete repentance for having succumbed to these, whether in thought or action. Okay, so these are all things that are very, very powerful and are all able to, to really clean us, right? We need to appreciate that. We need to think of that as having this power, this koach, when we appreciate it, when we recognize that, then indeed it will have that power. If we, if we deny the healing power, the restorative, recuperative powers, then indeed it will not be able to actually accomplish anything. Because it has to be the time period, the holiness that is inherent to the day, but only when we actually recognize that. Without us recognizing that, it's not going to do anything at all. We have to recognize that and then utilize it properly.